Hi, my name is Shruti. I'm Abhishek. And I'm Navneet. And we are in Psycom. We bring you a new podcast series where we will profile enthusiastic students, scientists, and science communicators. Each of them will talk about who they are, what they do now, how they got here, and a cool scientific concept. We call this a soupçon of Psycom. Uh, my name is Deepta Vasudevan and I am a fourth-year PhD student at the University of Utah. Uh, so I study neuroscience. I am a zebrafish biologist. Mm-hmm. I study spinal cord injury in zebrafish. Mm-hmm. How did you get where you are right now? Um, so when I was in high school, I had this incredible opportunity to be a part of a satin fair. Mm-hmm. And I realized that I really wanted to be a scientist. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I took science majors in high school and I got a degree as an undergrad also mm-hmm. in biotechnology. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I had the unique opportunity to be an intern in a lab in Harvard Medical School at Boston for six months. Mm-hmm. And I really enjoyed my time there. So I worked in a lab that studied glioblastoma, which is a really aggressive form of cancer, mm-hmm. which incidentally Senator John McCain has. And also, Bo Biden, who is Joe Biden's son. It's a very serious brain tumor and uh, the prognosis is really poor, but mm-hmm. things have been improving over the last decade or so. Mm-hmm. So I worked with Dr. Anna Krzyzewski in the Center for Neurological Diseases at Harvard Medical School. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when I was an intern there, I realized that I definitely wanted to go to grad school to get a PhD. I uh, wanted to work in a research lab and be a scientist. Yeah, with that in mind, I applied to graduate school. Uh, so I applied to the Molecular Biology PhD program at the University of Utah. Mm-hmm. I also applied to a bunch of schools. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I picked Utah because uh, I thought that they had a really great program where you could try out all these different types of labs and research for a whole year before you picked a lab. And so uh, I actually joined the lab that I rotated first in. So I first rotated with Dr. Rich Dorsky in the Department of Neurobiology and Anatomy. Mm-hmm. And I realized that his lab was a great fit because he was studying neurogenesis which is the process of how neurons are made Mm -hmm. in the brain and the spinal cord Mm -hmm. and we also study uh, um, neurogenesis when the spinal cord is injured cool imagine you have the power to go back in time to when you were in high school or undergrad can you pick and explain one concept to your younger self that you think is the coolest most important or most awesome in your field okay this is a great question because uh, I love neurogenesis. This is a, you're the first person who said this is a great question. So I'm very happy. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is a great question. Because everybody else who I talk to says, oh my God, this is such a difficult question. Or, oh my God, I'm going to take too much time to answer this. But this, you're the first person who said this is a great question. So I'm very happy. <laughs> <laughs> I love this question because... When I was in college, we didn't really have too many core neuroscience classes. Mm -hmm. And so we didn't really cover the history of how we know what we know today. Mm -hmm. So to me, one of the most important things that I learned was the fact that the brain could make new neurons, Mm -hmm. right? Because we constantly kept thinking Mm -hmm. that you are born with a certain set of neurons and then that's it. This phenomenon is actually called adult neurogenesis and it's a really, really hot field in neuroscience right now. So neurogenesis itself is not a really big deal because the brain forms new neurons when it's growing. Brains of young animals actually form new neurons all the time. What happens is over the period of aging, as an animal becomes a mature adult, 
the rate of neurogenesis decreases very drastically. Um, it's in fact thought to be so low that it has been undetectable for a long, long time. Uh, the first instance of adult neurogenesis was actually discovered in the early 70s. Mm -hmm. Right. So it must have been so groundbreaking for the first set of scientists who discovered that the brain can actually make new neurons. Mm -hmm. So um, that just totally blew my mind. Mm -hmm. And uh, when I had the opportunity to rotate in a lab that actually study brain regions and also the spinal cord and how new neurons are made there, I thought, oh, wow, this is absolutely what I want to study. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that I would say <laughs> neurogenesis is definitely like the single most exciting thing that has happened to me personally. That's great. As a scientist. Yeah. <laughs> to get to the second part of your question, you know, how would I explain it to uh, my high school self? I would say first think of the brain and the spinal cord as the wiring in the house. So let's uh, think about the brain and the spinal cord as uh, a system that basically connects uh, all these different parts of the house, just like the brain and the spinal cord connects different parts of your body. Mm -hmm. And then that's how you get function, right? Mm -hmm. Whether it's vision or hearing or taste or touch or right. smell or yeah. anything then i would say um, imagine that there's one particular room that has a breakdown so right. something so happens like to the circuit some and now... electrical wire somewhere is like cut exactly so mm -hmm. there's like a fused wire somewhere mm -hmm. uh, what happens now is that that particular room is not getting any electricity so now you're not going to be able to turn on the lights there or you know if it's your kitchen you're not going to be able to use the microwave so that's basically what a spinal cord injury is like mm -hmm. so what happens in a spinal cord injury is that when you lose the connection between the brain and the rest of the body uh, the parts of the body that spinal cord used to connect to has no signal so mm -hmm. it can't tell the brain what's going on mm -hmm. you know it can't give it sensory information and it can't also move right because stuff anything. like information from the brain is not reaching that part of your exactly body. Right. exactly yeah so uh, now imagine that um, you somehow could either rewire the house mm -hmm. or just put in new wires there mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. so the problem with humans and mammals in general is that we can't do that so right. we don't have the potential to make new wires mm -hmm. uh, and we also can't reconnect things or change the wiring diagram as right. easily. But this is this is only in the case of peripheral nervous system, which is, which sort of connects your hands, your legs, anything outside the brain. What what you're interested in or what you study is the okay. formation of neurons in the central nervous system. Central nervous system, system. Right. exactly. Like the brain and the spinal cord, right? right? So it's really cool because we have this genetic model organism called this fish uh, and the zebrafish are vertebrates and they have a functional spinal cord that do similar things that human spinal cords do so humans repetitive motions like walking are hardwired into the spinal cord circuitry mm -hmm. and in zebrafish swimming is hardwired into the spinal cord circuitry so again we notice that when injured the spinal cords of zebrafish they lose swimming behaviors mm -hmm. but the really cool thing about zebrafish, which is drum rolls, we say, yes. which is that they can regenerate these neurons. So, so what fish can do is they can basically throw in extra wires mm -hmm. themselves, mm -hmm. you know, and they can also rewire the entire house so that the house can now have functional connections to every room. Right. And uh, 
so despite uh, like I, suffering some some cut some fuse breaks some accident exactly. somewhere exactly mm-hmm. yeah so and the really cool thing is that i am trying to study how this is possible uh, and i think it has a lot of potential for therapy in the future mm-hmm. uh, and the reason i'm really excited about this is because i am delving deep into how the fish is able to do this mm-hmm. so i'm trying to figure out whether the fish is making the right kind of wires basically so you can't just throw in any wire in there right? right so i'm trying to see if you know the fish is making the right kinds of neurons mm-hmm. is the fish making all these functional connections so i mean what if i make wrong connections and then end up short circuiting everything right, right. so right. Mm-hmm. so uh, i'm trying to study how it does that and mm-hmm. then i'm also trying to study whether or not these connections are what makes the difference mm-hmm. so can you do this just by rewiring or mm-hmm. do you actually need the new wires thrown in there right for right. you to be able to get proper right is it just a matter of like connecting the two cut ends or is it a matter exactly. of like removing both wires and like putting like brand Bring new exactly cool so yeah so that, that's what i'm trying to figure out that is really nice i'm pretty sure a lot of high school students do not know that the brain can actually make new neurons or it yes. is i guess the central nervous system can actually make new neurons yeah um, i know and it is definitely an active area of research yeah but i'm very excited to be a part of this study not just because of you know the not only because of this the therapeutic potential it has but also because of the fact that this is this has so much power that we can harness mm-hmm. to study so many different kinds of things i mean we're hoping to do this in spinal cord injury now but mm-hmm. technically if you could figure out how to induce any part of the brain to make new neurons you could use that for neurodegenerative neurodegenerative diseases i mean you could potentially like try and figure out how to fix alzheimers or parkinsons or, or any MS. sort of traumatic yeah. brain injury or any other problem for that matter so that is fantastic thank you very yeah. very much of course thanks for having me and i think you're doing a really great job and that's it for this episode of susan of psychom after our microscopic inquiries into the neurons of tiny fish join us for our next podcast as we explore the very structure dynamics and even childhood of the universe with the help of whatever we can lay our minds on from einstein's general theory of relativity to the shenanigans of subatomic particles